Hi, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of The Content Barn. Uh, my name's Gary. I'm going to be your host for this week's episode, and I am joined by Rebecca De Palma. Rebecca, how are you? I'm great, thanks, Gary. Uh, today is very exciting because we actually have someone in the studio. Normally, we kind of dial people in via a phone or via Zoom, uh, but because you run a design agency called RL or Arel, how do we pronounce it? We Most of the time, we pronounce it RL. Um, yeah. Cool. And then, so you're just down the road from us. We're in Weybridge. You you are in Walton, I think. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, Walton, Hersham. Hersham. Okay. Yeah. Hersham sounds better than Walton. Yeah. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. Hersham. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, and yeah, so you're a design agency. And we thought, well, if you, we, we've met each other on a business networking group. And we thought we actually get you in sitting around the table using microphone too. It's very exciting. Um, so have you done any prep? Have you done any research before you jumped on today's podcast? Well... I listened to all of your podcasts beforehand. Oh, so I had a proper Gary Gumbleton uh, marathon. I'm, so, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> you know, it's obviously, I mean, I love the sound of my own voice. Others, maybe not so much, right? Um, but what we try and do on the content barn is 20, 25 minutes on a particular topic to help other market managers or business owners around anything marketing, right? It could be. Uh, it could be, well, I think the last one was like millennials versus zennials. That was quite a good one because yeah. our team here, we're kind of like a couple of 20-year-olds and a couple of 40-year-olds. So we really have that good mix. Uh, and then there was, I think, different platforms that you could use. Um, but today we are going to be talking about the rise and rise of Canva yeah, uh, and when to use it, how to use it. Sometimes from an agency perspective, it's kind of a, a bit of a bad word. Um, but first, let's talk about RL. R- 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 <laughs> uh, who are you? What do you do? Okay, so um, I'm a creative graphic designer, uh, first and foremost, and a illustrator at heart. So I love drawing, basically, every day. And cool. what I try to do is bring that into graphic design. And so my natural talent across that. Um, and that's that's kind of my goal is to stay creative within yeah. graphic design and not get too caught up in the rules although I am a stickler for you know rules as well absolutely and you, you say illustration you know that, that's slightly different from kind of graphic design as well right so just kind of you know tell me a little bit about the illustration side yeah so um so since I could pick up pencil I can draw like photorealistic um and I process information um illustratively so i'll do graphic note taking when i'm at podcasts uh, webinars yeah. that kind of stuff yeah i retain information when it's drawn when it's yeah. visual so. uh, do you know what i love those sort of things so we actually have one i don't know if you know it's kind of a mural on our walls you walked in there yeah straight away i yeah. spotted it yeah i mean you can't miss it right and it's like they literally put that straight to the wall with some marker pens right mm-hmm. um but that same person also does i'm assuming the same thing where you kind of go to a big event for example whether it's a webinar not a webinar an actual real life you know IRL event right and you might draw up certain you know milestones throughout the event for example you know or you you know you might if there was a certain topic you might be drawing throughout the entire eight hour event and then at the end of it you've got a big thing and then possibly even like the notes at the end of the day you know mm. you can have that and then print it off and that's kind of a good keepsake for the for yeah people. exactly and I and I think the thing is I've always done that for myself yeah. and you know it it probably has broken a few hearts where I just throw a lot of that stuff away. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, because um, what I started doing was sharing that stuff on social media. Right. And that was basically um, what I found to be most popular. Yeah, sure. Um, so I started sharing it, adding it as a service. Um, I've got 
couple of designers who are also strong illustrators. Okay, cool. So if I get overwhelmed or know they can do something else differently, then I'll outsource it to them. Yeah, um, and obviously demand is pretty high at the moment for illustration and graphic design. Uh, you obviously manage all of that, you know, flow and then outsource, but still manage that quality of service kind of thing? Yeah, 100%. I... Um, I guess over the last two or three years, I started outsourcing like to my buddies Mm -hmm. um, and figuring that out. And the last year or two, I've started taking it a lot more seriously as a business. Um, So now on average, I'm outsourcing between two and eight designers a month. Right, far out. Um, Yeah, and they've got their own specialisms. Um, I've got one who's based in New York. Cool. So she's uh, she's like my time traveling deadline savior. Yes, that is brilliant. <laughs> so um, I can literally send her something in the evening and wake up and it's in my And inbox. it's done. Yeah. That, that is amazing. You're a global business already. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's so. great. Um, uh, so, right, Canva. Now, mm-hmm. I've said this is kind of like a bit of a dirty word, right? But th- th- let's just talk about the, the girl who owns Canva. Right, I forget her name. I think it's also Rebecca. Uh, but she, uh, it was built, started 10 years ago, right? She is worth about 7 billion. Wow. Uh, she's 33. Uh, and Canva is actually valued at 15 billion. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are Aussie dollars, so slightly less than GBP. But that's pretty impressive by 33, right? When I was like, she was born in 1987, I was like, oh, mate, well ahead of me. That's bang out of order. Um, but Canva, for those that don't know, how would you describe Canva? Okay, so... So yeah, you're right. It is a bit of a dirty word. When it first came out, I was like, how dare you yeah. give minions the ability to create design yeah. and call themselves designers and um, believe that they are, you know. Yeah. Um, and it was a big hot discussion, wasn't it, in design industry? Absolutely. Um, but I have found that regardless to what we may feel and what is important in business. We being agency owners, designers. Yeah, designers, yeah. creatives, yeah. wanting to control creative output of our clients Yeah, because um, um, we're precious for creating it, right? Yeah. Um, your clients are going to go away and do that anyway. Absolutely. Um, and what Canva does is it gives you the ability to almost give a bit of guidance and control and template how they're going to go away. Yeah. And do that more successfully. Absolutely. Um, so I've set that up on platforms for my clients where I've done their branding um, from social media yeah. um, templates and guidelines to brochures. Instead of doing, can you make me a PowerPoint presentation? <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously, every um, respect of all design will say no. Yeah. It, we might be able to, but no. Um, yeah. it, it's possible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely doable, but do I actually want to do it? Yeah, yeah exactly. It's like, I'm destroying my soul, but I will (laughs) because you're going to pay me. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely a deal with the devil. Anyway, let's move on. So the um, Canva gives you that. And also, you know, it does have its restrictions, which is good because when I've trained up a couple of my designers on it, they want to do things like adjust bullet point styles, you know, getting into, because my designers are very good at InDesign paragraph styles you know setting yeah, up master sure. templates like they go into that planet what they went to university for exactly yeah. so so we're that trained and obviously canva doesn't let you do that yeah um so it's like okay, yeah there are some it. limitations right so it, it like i said it, it's a consumer version of a design tool right yes and it allows you to do any type of you know pre-templated design whether it might be a LinkedIn bio template or a, a facebook post right it gives you all of the right dimensions colors fonts all of that kind of stuff right it's kind of a watered down version of photoshop or adobe illustrator 
Yeah. yeah, but, yeah. That's a kind thing to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so then as agency owners slash designers, creatives, we use obviously the Adobe Creative Suite, right? Mm-hmm. Which is like a thousand pounds a year. It's super in-depth. If you don't know what you're doing, you open it up, there's a thousand buttons where do you start, right? Whereas Canva, you can literally open up a browser, boom, you kind of roughly know, copy, paste, drag, drop, boom, you've done a, a, a Facebook post, right? Um, I, I think you're right. I there, there is a time and a place for Canva. I think, again, as agency owners, we need to embrace clients wanting a little bit of control. You know, if we give them the tools, if we support them with the tools that, the, that they have, then... Uh, they can create their own content and what they realize is they're rubbish at it and they need a pro, right? Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I, I think that, you know, a lot of business owners out there or market managers do want a bit of self-control. So they want to control it themselves. Not, they don't have self-control. <laughs> they, want to, they, want to, they want to control themselves because they feel like they want to save money, feel like they're in charge, absolutely. Then they'll realize that they have their own limitations in terms of creative. And I don't mean like coming out of a color palette i mean the ideation of it you know that physically the the illustration or as to why things look like they do mm-hmm. you know so uh, i think you probably focus a lot more as a, from a design agency as the you know what what things look like and why you yeah. know so like the, the the maybe there is a handwriting font a handwritten font rather than a sans serif or whatever it might be you know yeah definitely and i think i approach every um, project with a purpose so that's when I say I design for purpose not only do I have like sustainable charity clients yeah. which are my core um, focus but every single project whether it be a flyer for an electrician yeah. um, to a um, 84 page doc- BAME report document you yeah. know it's all per- has a purpose yeah it's a brand right yeah, and communicating that even in a Canva template yeah um, so for one of my charity clients they have a um, interactive PDF document, so that's their um, that's a master. I've created that in InDesign, right? Interactive PDF, but each section um, represents a different part of their charity, and the sure. person who's responsible for that chapter has a Canva template for that. Okay, great. And then they can tailor that to who they're talking to. Yeah, if they're seeking funding or they're talking to stakeholders. Yeah. so they can t- tailor the content, and it still looks on brand. It's you know on point. Do you know what? And I, I think it's about, and I keep saying the M word, the millennials, right? They are now the senior marketing managers and the business owners, right? Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, they are more uh, technically inept uh, where they can actually do all of this and stuff. Well, they feel like they can do it themselves, right? And actually that, you know, that, that helps us out because I don't want to do the, the little Facebook posts anymore. I want to give them the ability to create their own little Facebook post that's on brand from the mega stuff that we do. Yeah. Right, you know, we you create that eighty-four page brochure, and it's like, okay, great, that sits on all their brand guidelines. It's all completely locked in, and then you see them make a Facebook post that it doesn't use their palette or their font because they've used Canva and they don't know how to use it. You're like, oh, for God's sake, please, you're making me look bad because I tell everybody I'm their graphic designer, <laughs> and then they go and post that something off of Canva, or that, or they use that silly little bounce animation, and you're like, please, it's it sticks out like dog's balls. Like it, we can tell it's Canva. You know, from a mile away, right? Yeah. Um, but I think if you, you know, if you put that foundation in for people to be able to use Canva, uh, uh, for these clients to be able to use Canva, then they can do these quick ones and twos mm-hmm. that we don't really care so much about. But 
that you de- do need support from an agency to put those templates and put those brand guidelines in place. Uh, tell me about brand guidelines. I know that you know the importance of, um, but what what are your thoughts around brand guidelines? Do do you feel even as a small business, as a as a plumber, one man band, should they have a, a, a single document that highlights their brand guidelines? Yes. Like a physical document, like should, should be written out. These are your, blue, this is your color blue. This is your color red, and th- th- this is your tone of voice kind mm. of stuff, right? I find that even the plumber will want to use the right blue. Yeah. Um, but he will come to, he will want that. So when he gets it, his uniform is branded. He will want them to be on, on the same yeah. wave as his business cards and things. Yeah. Um, and what I guess I come from the generation of um brand guides are a massive document you know i've worked yeah. on global brands where you have 100 page document and a section on you know yeah the typography that you know absolutely but the plumber's not interested in that and he certainly doesn't no. have a budget and he doesn't see the value in it so he, he wants a, a one pager right yeah a one pager and i call that a brand board with a logo oh so, a brand board i've yeah. not heard that before that's good yeah so a brand board so that has your basic um brand guides yeah. you know so it doesn't include um all of the depth, your vision and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But it does include maybe a sentence about it. Yeah. It can do at the bottom. Any graphic elements that have happened along the Yeah, process. any of those little assets, yeah, so your if, fonts. Yeah, so at the top we have the logo, the colour palette, the fonts, and then at the bottom space for assets and how you can use your logo. Yeah. And then that comes with a package fold with your vectors, your PNGs, your fabric yeah. on, everything. L- love it. Why is that important for the, for the, the one-man bands? Yeah, so that's important because you hand that over to your web designer. Yeah number one they're following it it will have all the color breakdowns you know everything you need like that yeah um and then when they're using their canva templates they will have something to refer to yeah um and a style and a personality because brand consistency as we know is viable is like so important yeah and vital for establishing yourself even if you start Absolutely. up what i call wrong you know even if you start up with a logo that you've thrown together yeah you're out there now you know in a couple of years you can readjust that but for now try and be consistent with something that might not look right to us as a trained eye because i have clients like that i'm like well you're already out there let's not change it yeah let's try and add value to it and adjust it in a couple of years or next year or whenever yeah and uh, you're right it is you know there are a thousand we say plumbers there are a thousand small businesses out there that maybe don't focus on it and i think at first point of call if you can stand out from a bat brand perspective then you're going to be head and shoulders above the competition right because mm-hmm. everyone else is just post, you know let's say it's a, an estate agent they're all posting photos of the house for sale where actually you need to be thinking about what font and what color is actually on that image right i've started personally now i used to just post a photo of a behind the scenes for example we did a live stream yesterday and i no- normally would have um, taken a picture with my phone posted it on linkedin cut it square so it takes up the most reading scale and then just posted it but what I've realized or, or you know what's starting to happen is that so much is trying to being squeezed into a, a single photo that if I cut it square I miss quite a lot um so if I then go and try and post a a normal you know not 16 by 9 what's it called uh nine, you know a normal size photo it I, it uh, it doesn't take up the most real estate in a social feed so what I've got now is a square uh, on brand kind of background 
that yeah. I've got my designers here to create for me. And then I put the, uh, the image on top of that background. And it's not just a single color. There's some assets that we use across everything. So now there's a single brand there and it allows me to post whatever size photo I want and still keep it square, right? Mm -hmm. And I think what's good about Canva is that it does standardize these posts for you. You can pick, I'm assuming, Facebook post, LinkedIn header, you know, yeah. the kind of basic stuff that you can go. Uh, but I think the foundation that uh, an agency puts in for you is super key because you just want to go in. Um, again, I'm assuming that you could probably load in a, a color palette yeah. on the left-hand side. If you thing. go for the premium option, you can do things like that. And it's not it's not too pricey, Canva. I yeah. think it's definitely worth a premium. Do we know how much it is off the top of your head? It's about £16 something a month. A month. I mean, that's nothing, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you look at the Adobe suite, that's, like I said, it's like £1,200 a year. It's nuts. Yeah. And, um, you know, so you, you can do all of those posts and you have, you can upload a palette, your fonts. Um, also, <clears throat> excuse me, where you have your designers um, upload all of your vectors as PNG. So you've got transparent backgrounds. You can yeah. set up all the templates. You can, there is limitations, but, just all these different um, styles you could have set up for a landscape presentation, a portrait yeah. presentation, um, a LinkedIn banner post about this type of stuff, about that type of stuff. Yeah. Are there any other tools outside of uh, the Adobe Suite and Canva that you would recommend end users, consumers, mm. clients to use, you know, outside of an agency kind of doing it for them from a video perspective because we're a video agency uh, one of them is uh, for us is mojo uh, which is an iphone app that allows you to create animated stories so number 16 stories uh, for insta and reels and stuff like that that's a really good app because again you can uh, also the other one is adobe spark post yeah um, because that is kind of like the adobe version of canva not as good well it, i mean it is great don't get me wrong it's not as in depth it's not worth 15 billion um, but I used to use that uh, because it had all of my palettes and co color codes and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, and some of my clients have worked on Adobe Spark Post and are yeah. more familiar with it, so I've been able to do similar things in that. Yeah, because everyone, you know, I mean, we probably base the success of our agencies on the fact that we got a hooky copy of Photoshop like 15 years ago, right, off a of yes. LimeWire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Now, and now, now we're agency owners, right? That's exactly how it was. Um, but I think, you know, there are people out there that actually can, you know, they might not even have a very strong laptop or, or computer to kind of create these designs, whereas the phones are actually super powerful because the apps are built for the phones. Mm. Everyone's got a bang-in 4K camera in their pocket right now. They can really create some great stuff using these iPhone apps, you know? Uh, is there anything else you reckon that, that the end users could use? I mean, there's a couple of Adobe apps. Uh, I think it's even a, a Pantone app maybe as well where actually it creates color palettes based on, or, or it takes a color palette from a photo kind of stuff. Do you, do you use that? Do you recommend, have you ever used that kind of stuff? Yeah, no, I haven't because um, I guess I'm a designer and I don't go that far into it. Yeah. Um, but I'm interested to learn more about them because I could offer them to my clients. Yeah. I think for me, the other thing that I use, um, the other app that I use is not, um, not seen outside, yeah. but an internal um, platform is Trello. Oh, yeah. Is, um, is that project management? Is that yeah, it's, but I use it to, for lots of different things. So I have a few. It's a bit like a digital Pinterest, uh, digital post-it board. Yeah, boards. that's right. I, do you know what? I think we've kind of used this for a little bit, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And if you... I've had it for a long time. I've only right. started using it properly probably for the last year. 
Um, but it's great for brief briefing my designers. Yeah. So whether they have their own board and I have each like tab on there. So if you imagine like all these little post-its and yeah. in there you can have your brief. You, it doesn't have maximum files. So you can upload your PSDs or your large files. Okay, cool. Do file sharing. Um, then I have like a tab for obviously like the brief, the feedback, comments, um, yeah. invoicing, hours spent, you know, everything that goes with them or I could add, set a board up to a project. And then I have other boards up, which are like business ideas, diarising, projects coming sure. up. Because um, I love this quote, it's like your um, brain is made for having ideas, not holding on to them. And Brilliant. I think all business owners, creative or not, have a lot of ideas. Yeah. Um, so I think that's Creatives kind of absolutely have a lot of ideas. My staff hate me for this. Uh, it's kind of like my ideas are like birds that fly out of my head around the office and my staff have to capture these birds and put them in cages and then make them fly again, right? That's exactly what a creative is. And you're totally right. I have a million ideas. I'll just stand up and say, oh yeah, we should definitely do this. And then what I hope is my staff actually write that down and action it because I'm I'm not going to action it. I, I'm, I'm going to forget it tomorrow, you know? Yeah, that's interesting because I'm noticing that where I'm running this um, networking group, for example, yeah. I will just have an idea about it and it could be at any time of day, but I'll just WhatsApp the like my colleagues about it who if we're running the chapter i've got a couple of people yeah um, like wing people that i'll share ideas with about connecting or motivating and things like that yeah and i'll share them and then i've got a va who's also part of this networking group so she knows me business crazy creative business side yeah. brain, and also the networking and she will get random voice notes and stuff yeah me. when i say when we say this is a good idea what i mean is can you please action it because I want it to happen. <laughs> but I'm so fluffy and so creative that I feel it's just an idea that's just falling out of my head. Uh, back to Trello. Uh, you're right. We've used a number of these type of platforms, monday.com, Trello, hmm. whatever it might be. Uh, and we used Trello for a while uh, on our uh, delivery process. So our delivery process on creating video content, we branded as speed. So it's strategize, produce, edit, edit again, deliver. And then it, what we yeah we got to move these were kind of like these cards that you could move from stage to stage right so we moved if once we strategized and then went into production stage we could then move physically move that card into the production channel and we knew how many videos were in production how many videos were edit or being edited again um, and then we once it got to deliver then we kind of archived it um then we realized that actually we're not that good at you know at maintaining stuff because a crm or a platform like this is only as good as the information that you put in it right yeah. you really need to be dedicated and i think that's you know a key reason to bringing in an agency on any type of creative project because that's what they do day in day out that's their core business right if you're a builder your core business is building yeah. not not running trello so you you know you don't pay the retainer, however thousands of pounds a month it is for the designer to design new assets, it's 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 that agency to run that entire process and nothing falls with the cracks. Yeah, exactly. And you made me think about um, something actually where Canva and Trello overlap a little. Um, so the way I use it or am in the process of using it is setting up a board just for um, Canva posts. So, and then showing that for my VA. So I've set up the, set up the templates right. in Canva then I dump the content yeah. um, or relevant dates or things we want to celebrate. It's all going in Trello. Like any day, any time, yeah. I'm dumping it in there. Yeah. And then they'll be able to look at the calendar month, pick it, choose it, know what we need to focus on, pick yeah, the template brilliant. and process it. So it's almost having like 
content yeah design ready to go for someone who's not yeah that's great either of those things yeah it's a good yeah it's a good, a good dumping ground and but we say that flippantly we're not dumping content i mean that's that that's kind of a technical term from an agency because <laughs> we dump footage but I'm, we're definitely not dumping it you know no. i'm backing it up <laughs> i'm securing it in folders you know it, it, there's there's a lot of stuff we do when we say we're dumping footage um hey look it's been great speaking to you uh how can people find out about you? What's your web address? What's what's your core business? What what main things do you do uh, in your design agency? Okay, so um, I, I'm calling myself a creative problem solver. So, um, and I'm also undergoing rebrand at the moment. Cool. Um, I'm still at rl.co.uk. Yeah. Um, my social media handle is Rebecca De Palmer RL. Yeah. Um, I also have like a ten-year-old project called Geek Hearts a Day, which is this random um, creative project where I create a piece of art every day and cool. about it for a year. It was a heart, and that was all focused around um, well-being, um, mental health, things yeah. like that. And that's obviously taken a rise over the last year or so, sure. COVID and everything. So I'm redoing that for the summer. So I'm sure if you googled anything Geek Hearts a Day, you would find me as well. Amazing. Uh, hey, look, it's been great having you on. Listeners, thanks very much for listening. This has been The Content Barn. Uh, if there's anything else that you want us to talk about, if there are anybody out there that wants to jump in on the podcast, let us know. Uh, you can find us at capitalcontent.co. Uh, Rebecca, thanks again. Listeners, thanks for tuning in, and we will catch you next week. Cheers.